Talking DLD. Developmental language disorder. One in 14. DLD. The DLD project. The Talking DLD podcast. Brought to you by the DLD project. Hi everyone, it's Sean here. Have you ever wondered what it's like to have developmental language disorder? Our special guest today is Parker, who is 15 years old and lives in Brisbane, Australia. In this episode, Parker will share his insights into living a proactive life with DLD. So welcome, Parker, to the Talking DLD podcast. I'm just going to start by getting you to tell us a bit about yourself and what you love to do. Uh, when I, on the weekends, I love to skydive and I love basketball. I play basketball every Sunday. And I do photography on the side. Awesome. And I just love sports. So, Parker, um, we're going to jump straight into talking a little bit about DLD or developmental language disorder, which I know you know a lot about. So, uh, when did you become aware that you had DLD? Um, I think it was the end of last year. End of last year. So, end of 2020 for those people yeah. listening in. Yeah. And so, how did you find out? Um, my school did a test. Yeah. Um, I got a group of people in and we all did a test to see mm-hmm. if we needed help with anything. And they found out that I DLD then. So how did it make you feel to find that out? Um, I knew there was like something missing. Yeah. That I wasn't like not smarter, but like in that sense. Yeah. And I knew that something was like going on. So it was good to find out that something was was there. I don't really think about it that much. It's not <laughs> it's not front of mind, no. Yeah, yeah. I just go on with my day. We get a lot of um, families listening, and um, particularly parents. Do you have any sort of tips or ideas around how parents might like to talk about DLD or tell their child they have DLD, just from a person's perspective who's had to go through it themselves? Oh yeah. Um. Don't say the disease. Don't say it's like something wrong with you. If you talk yep. about it like something's wrong with you, I like don't say that. Just say um, your brain just works different to other people. No, I love that advice. I think that it's really good to have a pretty a positive outlook. And that's one of the things that I love about what you do is you have such a positive outlook on pretty much everything. <laughs> um, just in your from your perspective, you try to. What's, yeah. it, what's it like, you know, if you it's saying that you have DLD, what's it like for those people who just probably can't even visualize what it's like what's it like for you um i don't know it's, it's like you have to work harder and you're like yeah. zoning in and out so when you're in class you just zone out when the teacher's talking and mm-hmm. you don't really control it that much like that and yeah and it's hard to focus yeah, it's pretty hard to control that yep. yeah is it focusing on the listening or the reading or what what's the bit that's trickiest to focus in on probably listening so when people are talking at you how does it feel yeah um it's like you only get half the story so people are telling you the whole story but you only get half of it yeah yeah can you tell us or give us some examples to help others understand what it's like for you when you're sitting in the classroom oh in the classroom so just say we're in like english or math and like the teachers out front talking about all the stuff they've got to learn yeah and they give this whole entire paragraph on the board they just write it down and then, like, we we look away for, like, two seconds and then we look back and they all, it's, like, all wrote down, like, this 
two pages just read down. And we just try to catch up on that. <laughs> and when the teacher's talking, it's the same. Yeah, we're so we only get half the story, you know? Yeah. So when they either have something all up on the board or when they're saying a whole heap of information, it feels like it's just getting away from you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good example. I really like that. I think that sometimes it's hard to imagine, particularly, I mean, parents will be listening, but we might even have some other teens listening in. And I guess it's interesting to hear how different people feel in different situations. If things are getting away from you in class, how do you try and keep up? So I, I um, try to keep the chill. Like I try to go yeah. with it. Yeah. Just, just copy it down and be like, oh, okay. Act like, like nothing happened. Yeah. Just keep and on just, going. And, yeah. Just keep on going. So what do you think people m- most often misunderstand about DLD? Um, I'm not sure. Probably there's like nothing wrong with you. Like yeah. most people think if you say that there's something wrong with you and you should like do something about it, mm-hmm. but then you can't really do anything about it. Well, I think you can, but you know, but yeah. you can't, can't change it all. Yeah. yeah. What's the most challenging bit or part of having DLD? when you're trying to do your life and do your school and everything else that's going on? Probably the memory. Yeah. Probably memorizing. Cause I've, I think I have bad memory of like just remembering just stuff on the board and just in general, that sort of stuff. What about trying to do assignments and exams when you're trying to mem- remember all that sort of stuff? How's yeah, that feel? Exams are hard because you have to like memorize all the stuff. You know? Yeah. And that's probably the hardest bit. And then you have mind blanks. I have mind blanks a lot. When I so, when I'm in class, I just I'm trying I'm just writing a paragraph, and then I just have a mind blank and forget what I'm typing. So yeah. what do you do to work out what you're doing? Um, I just read through it again and just keep on going for it. What do you reckon the best bits are about having DLD? You're a really creative guy. You're into sports. What do you What are the best bits about it? Um, probably your mind is never lonely. <laughs> in what so way? you're you're always thinking of different stuff going on. You're like your mind's going um he's faster than what you'd like thinking like your mind's taking in so much mm. stuff and you can't really comprehend all of it so it's like never lonely yeah it's always buzzing yeah man does that sort of fit in with some of your interests do you think that you like to move you like to uh skydive you were saying which terrifies the hell out of me i've told told you that before Uh, (laughs) um but you also you know basketball and other sports do you reckon moving something that you you know if you had your choice you'd prefer to be moving than sitting yeah yeah i do i do i love to move around yeah Yeah. i reckon that's way better than sitting down sitting down and memorizing stuff yeah so what's it like at school i mean what's it like i mean i know you've got a a group of mates so what's it like making friends do your friends kind of understand what's going on what dld is and they don't don't know about it they don't know what happened it it doesn't really come up so it come up no yeah i remember you saying once that you um you would sort of feel like your words were getting caught in your mouth and then you'd kind of stutter yeah, and you kind and of then, just yeah, keep on yeah. going. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you said your mates didn't notice, but, but you do. Um, yeah. What, does that happen a lot or sometimes? Or how yeah, often do you feel caught up? Um, it happens most of the time. So when I'm just talking. I just like, yeah. It's like stutter, but it isn't. But yeah, you just forget what you're saying. Yeah. And you just stumble on the last word that yeah. you think. No one kind of, no one notices but you. 
Yeah, so about yeah. So what about teachers? Um, if we're talking, you know, we've talked about, uh, you know, what's it like in class. If if you were to sit down and have a bit of a chat to teachers um, about how they can help kids with DLD, what would you tell teachers? Or go yeah. slower mm -hmm. and try to do less memory and more mm -hmm. working out on mm -hmm. the board, like just talking mm -hmm. and um, repeat yourself. So if they put it down and work it out on the board, does it make that language that you're trying to hear and process more like visible, a bit more concrete, yeah. something you can follow along? Yeah. So if it's on the board, I, I reckon it's easier because you can go back on it and then read it. What about um therapy? You know, you might've done a bit of speech therapy over the years or, you know, might've seen somebody to give you a bit of a, a leg up with some strategies. Have you worked with any therapists in the past? Yeah, I, I did a, I had Narelle for dyslexia. Oh, okay. I, so I got help with that. So with my spelling and speaking and stuff. But yeah, it's my speech therapist. So you work with a speechy, not just for your language, but you're saying for dyslexia, for the for reading and writing strategies. Yeah. So how long were you? Um, how long did you do therapy for? I think a year. And I think it was what, in year six. Ah. Okay. Yeah. And what was most effective for you? Was there? I know that it was probably a while ago now, but what was probably some of the most effective things or things that work best for you? Oh yeah. Um. Probably the way she worked out. So she went slow with it and showed us the words, showed me the words, mm -hmm. and then told me how, not how to think, but how it would be easiest to think of the words and how to yeah. spell the words and stuff. Thinking about parents and families, and I know your mum is awesomely supportive, um, and I love seeing you guys, you know, get out and about and do all sorts of crazy stuff. What What can families do to support a loved one with DLD if they've got, you know, a kid with DLD or a teenager with DLD or maybe, you know, somebody who's an adult, what sorts of things do you think that you can do to just, as a family, make sure they feel supported? Probably don't look at them any different. Yeah. I, I reckon that's the most important. Don't look at them like they're any different to like other kids or yourself. I know that we might have a few young people listening in who have DLD and maybe they haven't sort of found their purpose like you have um, with photography. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you do with your photography and maybe, you know, how you found that and why how you I found it? it? Oh, my mom's, my mom did photography, not <sighs> like professionally, but she did it for a hobby. Yeah. And then we went on, we went to a park and I think, I just, I talked to the camera. I picked up the camera and just started taking photos. And yeah, I just went from there. And then she helped me all the way, you know. Yeah, and I mean, some of your pics are great. I know we um, certainly shared your post around around Christmas when you were taking the the pics yeah. of the, it was pets, wasn't it? You're taking yeah, the, yeah. the Christmas pet photos, which was awesome. It was Santa, um, man, yeah. Yeah, nice. So what would you say to young people who are maybe trying to find their sort of passion or purpose? try everything yeah when you when you're young like i'm still young but yeah just try everything just try anything again just put yourself out there you know give it a go and yeah. you wouldn't have found photography if you hadn't picked up the camera hey yeah how did you find that i've this isn't one of our questions but i've got to ask how why skydiving why, why skydiving yeah how did uh, you find skydiving i love the adrenaline in it. yeah but how did you <laughs> what did you do just Decided oh, one day you wanted to do it? Yeah, like when I was little, 
I want to go skydiving. And um, mum said, when you turn 15, you can go skydiving. And then for my birthday, I went skydiving and I loved it from there. So how many times have you skydived now? Four times. I'm, okay. trying to, I'm trying to go in so I can do it by myself. Ah. Yeah. What do you need to do to be able to skydive by yourself? You need you go 20 times. 20 always times. someone else and they have to do two weeks of um, theory ah. to learn everything. Um, so how long do you, do you reckon it'll be before you can skydive by yourself at the rate you're going? <laughs> when I'm 17, probably. Still young. That's cool. Yeah. I was going to say some people would. Uh, 17 or 18, probably, yeah. Somebody, some people will love it. I just, yeah. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> That's all right. Each to their own. Um, so thinking about, I guess, what you do, and you probably do stuff to adjust your life without even thinking about it. Do you have any like life hacks for living and thriving with DLD? Like, do you use your phone a lot or technology or how do you kind of use, use stuff to make day-to-day a bit easier? Um, live life like it's your last. Oh, yeah. I, I use that a lot. Yeah. And then every time I have an opportunity, I just go for it. Yep. And you just live like that. And I use my, like, technology a lot. That helps. Yeah. So what do you use? Laptop, phone? What sort of things do you... Uh, my phone or laptop. How do you think we can... If we were to... Um, if you were to wave a magic wand um, and you could change anything to do with making the life of people with DLD easier... What would you do? What would what would be the, the biggest thing? Probably other people understanding it. Do you come across many people that do understand it or have heard of it? Yeah, uh, no. Not no. people have heard of it. Not a lot. I think some of our politicians are pretty important in that. If you were to sit down with our current Prime Minister and you had the chance to talk to him about DLD, what would you say to him? Probably don't treat it. Uh, like I said before, don't treat it like something wrong with you or something like that, man. Don't act like it's a big thing. I completely agree. Uh, I was just going to say, focusing on you and things that you know you're interested in. Who inspires you? Who is somebody that you look up to? I look up to. At the moment, I look up to myself. You know, look up to yourself. Why do you look up to yourself? I don't know. I want to be the best of me. I'm the best that I can be. Yeah. So, what do you do that inspires you? I make give everything a go. Give everything else for my fullest. What do I do? I do 100%. Yeah. 20%. You know? So it sounds like you're pretty, um, pretty persistent. Is there anything else that you'd love to give a go, whether it's adrenaline related or not? Oh, I'll do bungee jumping. Oh, really? I'm not yeah. surprised. <laughs> At least yeah. you're attached to something then. At least yeah. that's, uh, you know, I can, I can get the bungee jumping. I think it's the free, free falling out of a plane. I can't that's, quite. That's the best feeling, free falling out of a plane. That's probably the best. <laughs> what's the most important thing that you want people listening into the podcast to remember or learn from what you've talked about today? Um, probably be yourself. Probably mm-hmm. be yourself. Don't let um, anyone else like hold you back or anything. Don't let DOD hold you back from anything. Couldn't agree more. Well, thanks, Parker, for agreeing to be a guest on the Talking DLD podcast. Absolutely. We're really, really looking forward to seeing where you go and what you do. Yeah, thanks, man. Isn't Parker just such a positive force to be reckoned with? We love his stance that he does not want to be treated differently and we thank him for his very practical tips for supporting people with DLD at home and at school. 
Uh, we are really looking forward to continuing to share the voices of people with DLD in future episodes. The great news is you can support Parker's photography by following him on social media at PHL Photos. Uh, and we'll be sure to keep you up to date on his very bright future too. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Talking DLD podcast. If you've got a topic you'd like us to investigate, let us know now. Um, we'd love your thoughts at thedldproject.com.